I'm walking down the path in my garden and I have a suggestion for you on how you could help with global warming. With a large lawn, I found a simple way of making a big difference. I sold my ride-on mower and bought a top-of-the-range Cress robotic lawnmower. It runs off rechargeable batteries and uses cutting-edge technology to mow and maintain a lawn this size. The petrol mower has gone, and with it, the emissions. I actually don't know why I didn't sell the ride-on sooner. With the Cress robotic lawnmower, the lawn is actually looking better. The tiny grass cuttings fall into the grass roots, helping to fertilize the grass. And the family doesn't have to put up with the noise and fumes from the ride-on. And I've freed up more of my time to spend with them and in the garden. It's an easy step. And you could also be making that change today. Ask for Cress in your local garden machinery dealer. Or visit cress.com. Hello and welcome back to the RHS Gardening Podcast. Every fortnight we bring you a mixture of features and discussions exploring every aspect of gardening, growing your own fruit and vegetables, plant care, pest control, garden design and container ideas, plus expert seasonal advice on what you should be doing in your garden right now. I'm Tony Dickerson, one of the RHS team of horticultural advisors. Coming up in this edition, a visit to the brand new Chilean Glade here at the RHS Garden Wisley in Surrey inspired ideas for Christmas gifts for garden lovers, and, as always, the latest news on RHS garden events across the UK. But first, let's hear what jobs gardeners can be tackling in the next few weeks. So my name is Matthew Pottage and I'm Deputy Curator here at RHS Garden Wisley. One thing we're starting, and I've been eyeballing a few of our uh, victims to start work on, and that's some of the overgrown, slightly out of proportion hedges and what that is is some of the deciduous hedges like some of the beach uh, the hornbeams in particular we're looking at Wisley that have they've just you know years and years have been clipped they've gradually got a bit bigger every year and some of these are now blocking sight lines or they're just becoming unwieldy and difficult to to cut the tops in the summer so we're going to go in quite hard with our little folding saws and we're just going to do one half of the hedge. We're going to let it then recover and we're going to do the other face of it the following winter. But this is a job for December into January and into early February. You obviously don't want to be doing this in spring and summer when birds are nesting and the hedge is in active growth. So I'm going to take this back. I'm almost going to take nearly 60 centimetres off this hornbeam hedge here. And this is going to go back. It will look severe. It's going to have a feed and a mulch in the spring to help it recover. But what this will do is just bring it back to a manageable size. And you can be doing this with any deciduous hardy hedges through the winter months. Also, something to look at and coming into the winter period, just something to keep an eye on is the stability and basically the welfare of newly planted things. So that's stuff we've put in in the autumn, some of our newly planted trees. And that's checking for things like windrock and you know just basically getting buffeted around by the wind when we've had periods of cold frost things can get lifted from the ground so that things are firmed in they're staked they're in good condition and if it's something shrubby and you think it's rocking in the wind and you can actually reduce it tip it back with secateurs and it's not going to interfere with its long-term shape or look then do that because something rocking around through the whole winter months uh, is really not good for the plant's welfare 
I'm Lee Hunt. I'm the Principal Horticultural Advisor here at RHS Garden Wisley. It's a perfect time for planting trees, as long as your ground hasn't got waterlogged for any reason. This includes all sorts of trees, so don't forget fruit trees as well as normal trees. The basic principles are the same, though. What you're aiming to do is dig a hole just deep enough for the roots, but wider. So start with a spade, chop out a hole, and then keep taking your pot, if it comes in a container, and place it in that hole. What you're aiming to do is not go any deeper than the pot, but then work the soil out round it, so about two foot um, extra in a circle around the tree that you're fluffing up. The reason for this is that when you put the tree into that base, you don't want the base underneath to sink and take the tree down with it, but you want the soil around it to be a little bit lighter and looser so that the roots can get out into it. Before you put the plant in the ground, make sure if it comes in a pot again, tease out all those roots so that they can search out rather than just go round and round. The other thing you'll need is a good stake. Want a nice strong one, put it in 45 degrees on the windward side, so the side that the wind is coming from, so the tree will blow out from it, and use a proper tree tie with the little rubber bung that goes in between the stake and the trunk. Make sure that's all nice and firm. Get your boot in, firm right round those roots, particularly if it's bare-rooted as well as the containerized. Give it a water in, even if the ground's quite damp, and it should settle in well and begin to grow away in the spring. Hello, it's uh, Andrew Salisbury here, Senior Entomologist at uh, RHS Garden Wisley. Something that's noted, noticed in, in the autumn period is uh, worm casts in lawns, and this can go on right the way through the winter. Um, basically, the worm casts are caused by uh, worms that are uh, creating turnovers and producing the saw-like material on the surface of, of the lawn. This can be a, a problem as the casts are spread on the lawn. You can get weed growth. They, they block the growth of, uh, of the grass. These are very difficult to deal with. There are no treatments that are likely to get rid of the worms in your lawn and so all that can really be done is to remove the uh, worm casts when they are dry this of course can be difficult in the period when they occur uh, as it is unfortunately normally wet you can find out more tips and advice and see video guides to the seasonal tasks on the gardening pages of the rhs website that's rhs.org.uk forward slash advice i'm tony dickerson and you're listening to the rhs gardening podcast one of the subjects the RHS advice team received most inquiries about is plant disease. From rust on pears to blight on potatoes and tomatoes, these diseases are the bane of many gardeners' lives. The laboratory building here at the RHS Garden Wisley is home to the RHS plant pathology team, who research into the causes and cures of plant diseases. Jeff Denton is part of the team. What steps can gardeners take to prevent and treat some of the most common plant problems that have occurred this year? Due to the mild winter and spring that we've had this year, there's been a large number of diseases coming through than we'd normally expect, particularly of foliage. For this reason, we've noticed quite a few rust diseases and powdery mildews affecting a wide range of plants. Common rust diseases that we have seen this year have included fuchsia rust. Fuchsia rust is a fungal disease caused by the fungus Puxiniastrum epilobii. This is a disease that primarily affects fuchsias, although it's also able to affect willow herbs, also known as epilobium. The symptoms you'll actually see would be spotting on the upper surface of the leaf, causing red marks, and when the leaves were turned over, there'd be orange bumps on the lower surface, and this is 
where the rust spores are being produced and will be released. It is also thought that it can survive on fuchsias all year round as mycelium in the stems, so could potentially be perennial on the fuchsia plants. The difficulty with trying to control it is that quite often fuchsias are brought indoors over the winter and therefore don't really close down over the winter and then keep on growing. So the best course of action to prevent fuchsia rust is to pick off any infected leaf material as soon as you see it and apply a fungicide. The difficulty can be is that fuchsia can sometimes be quite sensitive to chemicals. So it's worth trying a few leaves with some fungicides first to make sure it doesn't have a reaction which may cause the whole plant to die. Another common disease we have seen this year is box rust. This is another fungal pathogen caused by the fungus Puccinia buxi. Box rust initially causes blister-like pustules on the underside of the leaves and the upper side of the leaf is often contorted or raised. This will have the characteristic red coloration that we expect to see from rust and the underside is where the spores are being produced and will be released. If caught early in the season, the best control method would be to cut out the infected plant material to prevent the spread of the fungus. It would also be beneficial to provide a fungicide spray against rust, which can be used on ornamental plants, which will help control new infections. The use of a fungicide spray won't eradicate the pustules and the disfigurement that is already seen, so sometimes it's best to cut those out as well as giving a fungicide spray, otherwise they will remain on there permanently. With the mild winter and spring we had this year, many rose plants retained their leaves and this allowed rose black spot to be a disease we noticed quite a lot in 2014. This is a common disease which many gardeners will actually recognise. It is one thing that can sometimes be quite difficult to control because the fungus that causes this problem often has various different strains which can have resistance to fungicides. We'd recommend early in the season to use a fungicide spray to help control the spread of this disease and new infections from occurring. If you are finding this isn't stopping the fungus, then it would be worth changing to a different fungicide with a different active ingredient. The best course of action to be taking at this time of year is to be clearing up all the remaining leaves. These can either be destroyed or the alternative is to bury them under a thick layer of mulch, thereby preventing the spores from producing infections next year when the weather conditions are correct. Come springtime, it is best to prune out all the lesions before the leaves appear. The lesions on the stem are seen as dark black scabby marks, sometimes starting off as a red colour. By pruning off before the leaves are developed, this prevents new infections. The symptoms of black spot are dark purplish or black blotches appearing on the upper surface of the leaves. This may cause leaves to turn yellow and fall prematurely. One of the most enjoyable aspects of regularly visiting, or in my case working, at an RHS garden is seeing how the garden teams constantly develop and involve the planting schemes and displays. Every year the expert horticulturists experiment with new combinations and innovative planting approaches. Deputy Curator Matthew Pottage showed us one of the newest areas this team has been working on here at Wisley. So something new we're developing at Wisley is we're calling it a Chilean glade. What this is, it's an area of Chilean plants that we want to have a you know, like a little zone, a little den, a little hideaway of these Chilean goodies. 
And those of you that know Weasley and the RHS, you know, we're not a botanic garden. We don't normally lay things out geographically. But there's a lot of Chilean plants that kind of like woodland fringe, light shade, bit of shelter. And there's an area on Battleston Hill which we feel could have more of an identity. It used to be a, a bit of a winter display years ago, but it's quite far out. It's got a few old witch hazels. It's, there's not a lot going on there, to be honest. So we're going to clear out, we're going to bite the bullet, we're going to get rid of some of this old material and have this Chilean glade, which will be made up of things like eucryphias, that lovely summer flowering small woodland tree, crinodendrons, the lantern tree with that lovely waxy red flower, there's fontanias, tubular, orangey yellow flower, and things like mitraria, we're going to try a few lapageria, all these Chilean goodies that like humus rich soil, bit of shelter, bit of shade. And we've got a lovely clearing in this space. So what we're going to do is realign some of the paths. So when you walk down from the Mediterranean garden, you already have a small display of Chilean plants and you'll be led into this more shaded area. And what this is going to show to the gardener is if you've got a bit of shade, you know, don't write off Chilean plants. What you can do with a lot of Chilean plants, because they are a bit hardier in many cases than people expect, a little bit tougher for the UK climate. And just to show off a group of plants that can be really useful, uh, especially in midsummer time when a lot of the eucryphias are flowering, there's often not a lot of else, you know, not a lot of other big evergreen plants in flower. So to showcase them, some of them will be AGMs, some of them will just be species plants, but come and see this. We're starting to develop it this winter and a lot of the planting will happen early next spring. So it's on the edge of Battleston Hill with the trials field. Uh, come and check out our progress. Matthew Pottage, Deputy Curator here at the RHS Garden, Wisley in Surrey. As well as admiring the beautiful gardens and new planting areas, there are plenty of other activities to enjoy during a visit to the RHS Gardens. Here are some of the attractions and events coming up. Visit RHS Garden Wisley where you can browse and buy at the Contemporary Craft and Design Fair until 30th of November. The perfect place for original and unusual Christmas gifts as well as live music, delicious handmade foods and a real festive atmosphere. Christmas displays also take place at RHS Garden Wisley in the Glass House from the 6th of December to the 4th of January. Take a walk around, get into the Christmas spirit and pick up ideas of indoor plant displays you can try at home. Come to RHS Garden Hyde Hall on the 6th or 7th of December between 10am and 3pm for a festive Christmas workshop for families. Join us for this fun glue and glitter Christmas workshop where you can make Christmas cards, angels, decorate biscuits and take part in making a paper Christmas tree. You can also write a letter and give it to Father Christmas at one of the storytelling sessions at 10.30, 11.45 or 1.30pm. And as always, full details of all these events and more are on the RHS website. Go to rhs.org.uk forward slash gardens. What's on? Another popular attraction at RHS Gardens are the fantastic shops and nurseries. Here you can find everything from plants and tools to books, luxury food and wines. And at this time of year, they're a great place to find Christmas gifts for garden lovers. We visited the shop here at RHS Garden Wisley with Lee Hunt from the advice team to hear his pick of the items on offer. Hello, I'm Lee Hunt. I'm the RHS's Principal Horticulture Advisor. We're here in the Wisley shop and you can probably hear around us the bustle of people uh, choosing books. I'm in the book section. I've actually picked out two books that I think are really great. One is very much from my advisory point of view. So actually, it's the Royal Horticultural Society Pruning and Training by Christopher Brickell and David Joyce. 
it's such a practical book and in a way it looks like a poor a boring book but if you're a real gardener and you're wondering what to do with all those plants in your garden when to prune how to prune what shouldn't you prune then it's in here the great thing as well is some really clear diagrams not just trees and shrubs but also for fruit as well so it really covers the whole range and it's one of those things that okay you might only flick through on Christmas day but come the time when you're out in your garden you're going to go ah and you're going to go back to this book every time and find out the answer the second book's completely different. I think a lot of people like something to dip into at Christmas. And this is the RHS's new The Gardeners in the magazine, The Garden Anthology. There's some great bits and bobs in here. Uh, just looking through here, the, a great wit, Sir Roy Strong, talks about reinventing your garden. He says, I've just reached 77, but it has made me reflect on one aspect of gardening as I grow old. Somehow, after 60, munification sets in, along with an inability to look at their garden with a critical eye. His final advice on this is that, time and again, I tell people the current message is go home, chop something down and start again. So it's one of those books where not only is it going to keep you amused, but it's also lots of interesting bits of advice in there as well. So two books for Christmas. We've come over from the book section now into all the smellies and I've been taken by something which actually is rather gender neutral, which is great. I think most of us, when we're out gardening, find particularly during the winter months, we come back in and our hands get cracked and dry. And there's a great new cream from the RHS range called Natural Gardener's Therapy, uh, moisturising hand and nail cream. It's really easy, goes in well. So if you've got hands like sandpaper, particularly after you've been out in the wet and mud this winter, this is the one for you. And I think you could slip it into a bloke stocking as well as for the ladies. We've come over to the plant centre now. We're looking at the tools. And this might seem an odd choice for a Christmas or a Christmas present, but I think it's often these basics that we don't buy for ourselves. And something like a spade you're going to use it every day and it needs to be a good quality one so um, I'm going for looking at this one Uh, this is a, a Bergen and Bull spade. Now, it wouldn't be right for everyone, but I picked it out just to tell you why. For me, being taller, it's got a nice long shaft, so I'm not going to be bending over. It's got a very comfortable handle, and perhaps most importantly, it's got a little bit of extra metal on the top of the blade, so I can put my foot, and it will dig nice and, and easily. So that, you know, we're still talking... Um, nearly £40 for that so it is a good Christmas present but one that's going to last you for years got a nice solid uh, stainless steel blade and perhaps most importantly it's relatively sharp as well so you can chop into the ground and uh, if you get desperate you can probably don't bury your relatives over Christmas as well We've come over to the houseplant section. A lot of people will want to take something to friends or maybe as well as a bottle of wine to take some flowers with them. Of course, a houseplant is going to last so much longer. And at this time of year, there's a wonderful array of orchids to choose from. Now, it depends whether you've got green-fingered friends or non-green-fingered friends. If they're the ones that you think kill things pretty quickly, well... 
The simple thing to go for is something like a moth orchid. Nice, big, disc-like flowers. And all they need to do is just keep that soil slightly damp and they will last for months. So they could be quite easily looking to enjoy it right down to March. For friends who are a little bit more green-fingered, try something like the cymbidiums. They've got long, impressive stems and... They're not going to last quite as long, but they are more exuberant and more exotic. And they're great for something like a cool conservatory if they've got one as well. Lee Hunt in the shop at RHS Garden Wisley. There are shops at all four RHS gardens, and there's even a wider range of products and books available on the RHS website. Go to rhs.org.uk forward slash shop. If you're thinking about special Christmas gifts, why not treat a loved one to the RHS gift membership this Christmas and they'll enjoy a year of great days out, discounted RHS shows, tickets, personalised gardening advice and more. Go to the rhs.org.uk forward slash join. So that's all for this edition. We'll be back in a fortnight. Until then, remember to follow us on Twitter at the underscore RHS and like us on Facebook. For now, from me, Tony Dixon and all the RHS Gardening Podcast team, goodbye. Walking down the path in my garden, and I have a suggestion for you on how you could help with global warming. With a large lawn, I found a simple way of making a big difference. I sold my ride-on mower and bought a top-of-the-range Cress robotic lawnmower. It runs off rechargeable batteries and uses cutting-edge technology to mow and maintain a lawn this size. The petrol mower has gone, and with it, the emissions. I actually don't know why I didn't sell the ride-on sooner. With the Cress robotic lawnmower, the lawn is actually looking better. The tiny grass cuttings fall into the grass roots, helping to fertilise the grass. And the family doesn't have to put up with the noise and fumes from the ride-on. And I've freed up more of my time to spend with them and in the garden. It's an easy step. And you could also be making that change today. Ask for Cress in your local garden machinery dealer. Or visit cress.com. Discover the beauty of an RHS membership all year round. Save 25% off an RHS membership today when paying by direct debit. Prices start at just £55.50. With a membership, you'll gain access to an array of special events at our gardens all year round. Be the first to know about RHS flower shows and get exclusive member-only days plus reduced rate tickets. And you'll have the chance to enhance your gardening know-how with access to free expert garden advice, monthly editions of The Garden magazine, and so much more. Terms and conditions apply.